Okay. So I'll get started with Mangalacharan prayers and then we'll, we'll continue. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnanang Jana Shalakaya Chakshurum Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Siddhantot Palasara Nityarasikam Hangsang Vilasatmakam Adaryakya Sudhama Sevakadanam Vishramba Bhakti Pradam Yakya Yukti Vichakshanam Vagabhidova Shishta Shakya Sada Vandehang Triparari Namakayating Shri Bhakti Vedantinam Vancha kalpatarupyas cha kripa sindhubhyevacha patitanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. Ajana lambita bhujau kanakavatatau sankirtanaika patarau kamalaya takshau vishvambarau dvijavarau yukadharma palau vande jagapriya karau karunavatarau Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityanando Sohodito, Gurudaya Pushpavanto Chitro Shando Tumonudau. Vande Hong Shri Ramakrishna Abhaya Charanasukau, Sukadau Paramanando Sundaro Subalo Priyo. He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagapate, Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute, Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari, Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye. Vandana Karite Mui Kata Shakti Dhari, Tamo Buddhido Shemui Damba Matrakori, Tatapi Mukera Bhagya Manera Ulas, Dorshakshami Modame Koroni Jadas. Hare Krishna. So welcome, everybody. Um, good to see you and those who are uh, watching on YouTube, either at the moment or uh, later on, as the case may be. <clears throat> so uh, I hope you're all having uh, a wonderful Kartik month as much as possible. And uh, Srimati Radharani is helping you deepen your own shraddha in this beautiful path that we find ourselves on, even with all the thorns along the way. Um, so some of you, may have watched um, my last class a couple of months ago on Prema Bhakti Chandraka um, by Srila Narutam Das Thakur. So this is gonna be a continuation of that. Um, so if you'd like more on the, more information on the text, if that's a new, new text for you, you've not heard of Prema Bhakti Chandraka, then I recommend revisiting that first class. Um, but today we're gonna continue with a second song. However, last time, uh, when we studied the first song, uh, we were discussing um, Guru, the first song discussed Guru. I, I, I felt I had to squeeze so much in. Um, so I've decided uh, to do things a little bit differently this time. And so I'm going to split this second song uh, into several sections because it's even longer than the first song. <laughs> so uh, before we focus on the verses that we're going to study today, though, uh, which is actually only the first two verses, I think it will be nice to go through the entire song um, and the translation so you can at least get a feel for it as a whole. But also, apart from that, I think there are so many nice meditations in this song that may be useful for all of us for different things that many of us may be going through at the moment. So hopefully some of the meditations that Srila Narutam Das Thakur brings out in, in these songs may be useful in your own journey. Uh, the words of great Vaishnavas like uh, Srila Narutam Das Thakur, they can be very soothing and insightful. Um, so the title of this uh, first song 
is ekanta bhakti, or the process of fixed devotional service. And as some of you likely know, eka means one, uh, and anta means end or conclusion. So ekanta means directed towards one point or object only, solely, uh, worshipping only one or devoted to only one, exclusiveness, uh, basically. So this song is about that exclusive goal. Uh, there should be the underlying motivation behind all of our practice in bhakti, something that we'll unpack a little more after we read the whole song. So, I'll, so I'm going to go through, I'm going to read a verse in Bengali, and then I'll read the translation. Uh, but I should also note that some of them, only a couple, I'm going to read two translations because I quite like both the translations. There are a few translations and I quite like both. So please excuse me where I, I give two translations. Um, so. Anya bilasha dignana karmi karma parihari kayamane koribo bhajana. Sadhu Sangha Krishna Seva Napujibo Anya Deva E Bhakti Paramakarana. Rejecting all other desires and abandoning philosophical speculation and fruitive work in the company of the devotees, I will worship and serve Lord Krishna with my body and mind. I will not worship the demigods and demigoddesses. Devotional service is the reason for my life. Mahajanera ye pata, tate hobo anurata, purva para korea vichara. Sadhana smarana lila, ihate na korohela, kayamane korea susara. The essence of sadhana bhakti is to carefully consider and follow the path displayed by the previous and the present Mahajans, great personalities. One should not neglect the practice of remembering the pastimes of the Lord, for devotional service should be performed with the mind as well as the body. Asatsangati sada tyaga koro anyagita karmiñani parihari dure kevala bhakata sanga prema bhakti rasaranga lila kata raja rasapure. Always reject the company of the impious. Give up attraction to non-devotional songs. Leave the karmis and jnanis far away. Only associate with the devotees. Take pleasure in hearing the nectar descriptions of pure love for Krishna. Become flooded by the nectar of the narrations of the Lord's pastimes in Vraj. Yogi nyasi karmiñani anyadeva pujakadyani ihaloka dure parihari dharma karma dukha shoka yeva thake anyayoga chadiba jogiri varadari Please give up the association of the yogis, sannyasis, karmis, jnanis, meditators, and the worshippers of the demigods. Also abandon attachment for all varieties of fruitive activities, religious duties, distresses, lamentations, and material objects. Just worship Krishna, the lifter of Govardhan Hill. Tirtha Yatra Parishrama Kevalamanera Brahma Sarvasiddhi Govinda Charana Sudrita Vishvasakuri Madamatsarya Parihari Sadakoro Ananya Bhajana The struggle to travel to various holy pilgrimage places is simply the mind's mistake, because to make spiritual advancement, 
All one actually needs is the lotus feet of Lord Govinda, abandoning pride and envy, and with firm determination in your heart, always worship Lord Govinda without deviation. Krishna Bhakta Angaheri, Krishna Bhakta Sangakori, Shradanvita Shravana Kirtana, Arjuna Smarana Dhyana, Navabhakti Mahanyana, E Bhakti Paramakarana. See the devotees of Lord Krishna. Associate with the devotees of Lord Krishna. Faithfully engage in the ninefold process of devotional service, which includes hearing about the Lord, chanting his glories, worshipping him, offering obeisances to him, and remembering him. Following these activities enlightens the devotees with spiritual knowledge. Rishi ke govinda seva na pujibo devi deva eto ananya bhakti katha arayoto upalamba vishesha sakalidamba dekite lagaye bodovyata I shall use these senses to serve Lord Govinda, and I shall decline to worship the various demigods and demigodesses. I shall only speak about pure devotional service. The numberless different philosophies and conceptions of life are all products of the conditioned soul's pride. Trying to understand them brings no real benefit, but only a pain within the mind. Dehe boise ripugana, yoteko indriyagana, keho karo bhadyanahi hoi, shunilena shunekana, janilena jane prana, doraite na pare nishoi. The insubordinate senses are like enemies that live within the body. Tell the ear to hear, and it may rebel, refusing to hear. Tell the mind to understand a particular point or become firm in a certain way, and it may very well disobey. Although I hear and understand repeatedly that one should serve Krishna with all his or her senses, still, I cannot accept this fact with firm determination. Kama Kroda Loba Moha Matsarya Dambasaha Stane Stani Neyukta Koribo Ananda Kori Hridoi, Ripu Kori Parajoi, Anaya Se Govinda Bajibo. I shall fight with lust, anger, bewilderment, greed, madness, envy, and pride. Defeating them, I will become blissful at heart, and I will easily become able to worship Lord Govinda. Krishna Seva Kamar Parna. Kroda Bhakta Dveshi Jane, Loba Sadhu Sange Harikata, Moha Ishta Laba Vine, Mother Krishna Gunagane, Niyukta Kuriboyatatata. Lust, I will engage in offering the fruits of my work to Lord Krishna. Anger, I will direct towards the enemies of the devotees. Greed, I will engage by being greedy to hear the topics of Lord Hari in the association of the saintly devotees. Bewilderment will be manifested because I cannot immediately attain my worshipable Lord. Madness will be there when I madly glorify the transcendental attributes of Lord Krishna. In this way, I shall engage each of these in the service of Lord Krishna.
Anyatasvatantrakama Anartadi Yaradhama Bhakti Pate Sadadeya Bhanga Kiba se korite pare kama krota sadhakere yadi hoi sadhu janara sangha. If lust is not controlled, then it becomes the breeding ground for a host of vices and checks one's advancement on the path of devotional service. However, if one stays in the association of the saintly devotees, then that association will carry him or her beyond the influence of lust anger, and their friends. And so another translation. Otherwise, independent lusty desires, which are the source of all unwanted things, will always disturb the path of devotional service. But what harm can lusty desires and anger do to a practitioner of devotional service if he associates or she associates with devotees? Krodavana korekiba, kroda tyaga sadadiba, loba moha eto katana. Chayaripu sadahina, koribo manera bina, Krishna chandra koriyasmarana. Anger spoils everything. Therefore, I will always give up anger, greed, and illusion. I will control the six enemies with the help of my mind while remembering Lord Krishna. Apani palabe sabha shuniya govinda rabha singharabe yeno karigana sakala vipati abe mahananda sukapabe yarahoye kanta bhajana All the enemies will run away by hearing the sound vibration of Govinda's name, just as a deer flees upon hearing the roar of a lion. One who performs Unalloyed devotional service will feel great happiness and all his or her dangers will be vanquished. Na koriho asacheshta, laba puja pratishta, sada chinta govinda charana, sakala vipati abe, mahananda sukapabe, prema bhakti paramakarana. Don't sin. Take no interest in profit, adoration, and distinction. Instead, meditate on the lotus feet of Lord Govinda. In this way, all sufferings will go far away, and transcendental bliss and pure love for Lord Krishna will spontaneously come. Asat kriya kutinati chado anya paripati anya devena korihorati apana apanastane. Please give up all duplicity, illusory activities, and the search for bodily happiness. Do not be attached to the worship of various demigods. Mundane love and affection for material relationships attracts everyone to their respective illusions, and thus advancement on the path of devotional service is checked. Apana apanapata tate hobo anurata ishtadeva stane lilagana naishtika bhajanae tomare kohilobai hanuman tahate praman. O brother or sister, please become attached to your worshipable Lord alone. Serve him without deviation and sing the glories of his pastimes. 
I will now quote the words of Hanuman, who demonstrates this exclusive devotion to one's worshipable deity. Srinate Janaki Nate Chabeda Paramatmanihi Tatapi Mamasarvasvang Rama Kamala Lochanaha. Hanuman said, Although he is not different from Lord Narayan, Lotus eyed Lord Ram, the husband of Sita Devi, alone is the be all and end all of my life. Deva loka pitra loka payatara mahasuka sadhu sadhu bole anukshana yugala bhajana yara premanande bhasetara tahara nechani tribhuvana. Those who worship their divine lordships, Sri Sri Radha Krishna, float in the ocean of ecstatic love, and the inhabitants of all the three worlds worship such, a, such persons. The demigods and the forefathers become greatly pleased and shower their blessings, saying, well done, well done. Now, there's another translation I love of this one also. So the other translation is, if one attains the planets of the demigods or pitas and enjoys celestial happiness there, then I congratulate him or her, saying, well done, well done. <laughs> However, I myself, would never strive to attain such a thing. For myself, I'm content simply to worship the divine couple and swim and float in the bliss of pure love for them. This pure love is the most valuable object in the three worlds. Kritak avasa yoga, dukkha maya vishaya boga, rajavasa govinda sevana. Krishna kata Krishna nama, satya satya rasadhama, rajajanera sangha anukshana. Although I have taken great trouble to try to enjoy the miserable sense gratification available in this world, I shall now give it up. I shall now reside in Vraj, serve Lord Govinda, Hear and chant the topics of Lord Krishna, chant the holy names of Lord Krishna, and at every moment relish the transcendental mellows of devotional service in the association of the residents of Raj. Sada Seva Abhilasha Mane Kori Vishoyasa Sarvatai Hoya Nirbhaya Narotame Dase Bole Padilo Asat Bole Paritrana koro mahashaya. I shall always aspire to serve the Lord, and great faith in the Lord will become manifested in my mind. In this way, I shall remain always fearless in all situations. Narottam Das says, somehow or other, I have accepted the role of a non-devotee. Oh, my master, oh, great soul, please deliver me. So, very beautiful song, uh, as you can see. Um, thanks for your patience uh, with uh, going through it, because I know it's quite a long song. Um, but it's interesting because after establishing the importance of the guru in the previous song that we discussed, uh, the gateway to bhakti, if you will, Srila Narottam Dastakur, he continues to give the thesis of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, or exclusive devotional service. So as, as I said uh, earlier, this is a longer song than the last one. 
And so I've decided to split it into different topics for the next classes that I give on this in a way that seems most natural to me uh, in my own analysis of the song. So this time, uh, we're going to focus on going deeper into Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, uh, verse 1111, which sets the context for the rest of that book. And in which, uh, in this songbook, Prema Bhakti Chandrika, Srila Narutam also highlights uh, these same themes uh, at the start of this song and puts all that follows in that context. So we'll exclusively today uh, look at verses one and two. And then just to let you know, to give you a sneak preview for future classes, whenever that opportunity might arise, uh, I've split the, the song into three other topics. So texts uh, three to seven, we'll look at things to give up and things to focus on. So just like in Sharanagati or the path of surrender, we see this concept of accepting the favorable and rejecting the unfavorable. So we'll dedicate a whole session on that, hopefully. And then uh, after that, we'll look at texts 8 to 15, uh, which deal with our lower prop propensities or anarthas and, and ways we can deal with them. And of course, that's, that's a vast and extensive topic uh, in itself. So we may even split that into two sessions. And then in the final session of this song, we'll look at verses 16 to 20, uh, which is sometimes titled uh, Naishtika Bhajana. Uh, so this explores fixed devotional service or steady focused one-pointed bhakti. But as I say, uh, for today, we're going to begin with verses one to two. So let, I'll just read those the translations of uh, those again, just to refresh our memory, because we went through all, I think, 20 or odd verses. Um, Rejecting all other desires and abandoning philosophical speculation and fruitive work in the company of the devotees, I will worship and serve Lord Krishna with my body and mind. I will not worship the demigods and demigoddesses. Devotional service is the reason for my life. The essence of sadhana bhakti is to carefully consider and follow the path displayed by the previous and the present mahajans. Great, excuse me, great personalities. One should not neglect the practice of remembering the pastimes of the Lord, for devotional service should be performed with the mind as well as the body. So the first part, as I mentioned earlier, is of course referencing the famous Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1111 verse, Anyabilashita Shunyam, Yanarakamaradyanabritam. Anukulyena Krishnanu Shilanam Bhaktir Uttama. So the translation, the highest bhakti is defined as continuous service or emotions directed towards Krishna, his expansion forms, or others related to him, with a pleasing attitude towards Krishna. It should be devoid of desires other than the desire to please the Lord and unobstructed by impersonal jnan, the materialistic rituals of karma, or other unfavorable acts. So we discussed this a little in our Refining Our Desire series last year, some of you may remember. Um, so if, if, if you weren't around then, 
search the Sri Chaitanya Sangha YouTube page for refining um, if anyone wants to see how we approach this verse there. But as with most verses in our vast literature, you can never say enough on this verse. Uh, so I thought it would be uh, good today to focus uh, this session on that verse, given the connection to these first two verses of Srila Narutam's song. 1111 gives us the guide as how we should approach our bhakti for it to be the best, best kind. Because of course, there are different types of bhakti. We see in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna speaks about how various people approach him. So of course, he mentions the distressed um, and the distressed, they desire relief from suffering like sickness or other material problems. And the example given usually, actually, uh, I believe it was Jiva Goswami gave this example in one of his commentaries in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Um, but he gives the example of Gajendra. Um, so Gajendra, the elephant, elephant in the Bhagavatam, he's an example of someone who approaches the Lord because they're distressed. Then uh, the other, the second is the desirer of wealth. So really meaning that they desire enjoyment in this life or the next life, however that may manifest with land, money, sensual enjoyment, uh, and so on. So they approach Krishna for this, uh, but they don't approach the demigods for these things though, but they do approach Krishna, um, but still it's for wealth or, or, or some manifestation of wealth, if you will. So Dhruva Maharaj, <clears throat> excuse me, Dhruva Maharaj is an example uh, of such a person. We all know, you know, he was seeking the kingdom uh, through his bhakti his, and his intense uh, pow power of practice. And then the third are the inquisitive or the curious. So they desire usually knowledge of the nature of Atma uh, distinct from the body or, or, or they're looking for knowledge of the scriptures um, out of inquisitiveness. So Shaunaka and the sages uh, in the Bhagavatam, they're, they're an example. And then the fourth are those either searching for or, or, or already in knowledge of the absolute, really meaning uh, the jnani who already knows their self as Atma, and maybe even the Lord as Paramatma. So they're nishkam, meaning they don't have any um, desires for material things because they approach Krishna to gain transcendental knowledge and not for fulfilling material desires. So the Kumaras are, are the examples given there. And we discussed these a bit in, in the Refining Our Desire series we discussed or referenced earlier. But this 1111 verse says to go beyond that, to give up desires for jnana, karma, yoga, and everything else, and practice exclusively for the pleasure of Krishna, to always be connected to bhakti, serving continuously, which in one way, we could say by making our whole lives an attempt to follow this verse in full, how, however that might manifest according to where we are. And it's interesting because when we study the Bhagavad Gita itself, um, we see how bhakti is the perfect synthesis of karma and jnana, actually, because it's active, but it's active with deep wisdom behind each activity. So Uttama Bhakti ultimately gives up the desire for karma and jnana because every action 
is meant to become an action motivated by love, being moved by affection for our beloved. And whereas Jnana seeks to realize the Atma or to realize the self as Brahman or consciousness or spirit, in higher stages of bhakti, one may even give up self-realization in that they're so absorbed in loving service, they forget themselves completely. So Mahaprabhu, lost in the ecstasy in Antyalila, comes to mind when I think of, it, of this. So, of course, to come to that stage is a process. <laughs> I can't claim to be at that stage myself. Uh, and it involves refining our bhakti more and more so that we can become an embodiment of this verse, giving up all desires other than the desire to please Krishna. Sometimes we may feel the temptation to put conditions on our bhakti, that I can only serve if this, this, and this is in place. And maybe that's where we are, but we should know from this verse that this is not pure bhakti. Pure bhakti is free from all desires except the desire to please Krishna or his representative in our life, the guru. So when we pick up our beads, for example, we should feel I'm doing this because I know it will please my guru, who is of course representing Krishna. And when we're struggling with our anathas, we should approach them in a healthy way, but with the thought that Krishna will help me overcome these in due course, because I know he wants me to be able to serve him purely. I always like uh, the Bhagavatam verse in the 10th canto, 10.14.8. It's from the uh, Brahma Vimohan Lila. Uh, it's one of my favorite verses, and I'm sure for many of you, it's one of your favorite verses. It's quite a famous verse. It says, My dear Lord, one who earnestly waits for you to bestow your causeless mercy upon him or her, all the while patiently suffering the reactions of his or her past misdeeds and offering you respectful obeisances with their heart, words, and body is surely eligible for liberation, for it has become their rightful claim. Now, I'll be honest with you. I did have plans for this class to go through even more the breakdowns of the words used in this Anyabilash uh, verse. Um, but to be honest, I've just not had much time to prepare this last week, uh, being engaged in other things. So I thought it might be nice um, to read one article by Srila Prabhupada, um, which was actually written by him before coming to the West. It's actually from 1960. So it's from back to Godhead in 1960, before he set sail on the Jaladutta. And it's his commentary of sorts on this Anyabilashitashunyam verse. Um, so hopefully you can bear with me reading, reading rather than uh, speaking so much, but then maybe we can have some discussion at the end also. So as I say, it's from Back to Godhead, Volume 3, Part 20, from May 20th, 1960, by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. So he says, Srila Rupa Goswami begins with pure devotional service. And he defines in the very beginning the characteristics of unadulterated service of the Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said that four kinds of men who had performed pious activities in the past take to the devotional service of the Lord. 
They are the distressed, the poverty-stricken, the learned, and the inquisitive. The distressed man takes the devotional service with a view to receive some favor from the Lord. The poverty-stricken also takes the devotional service to remove his adversities. The learned man takes the devotional service, not for any material gain, but for spiritual salvation. And the inquisitive takes the devotional service to know only the principles of theism, etc. All these devotees are not pure devotees because all of them take to such devotional activities with an intention of personal gain. Srila Rupa Goswami, in the very beginning of his definition of devotional service, wants to impress upon us that there is no question of personal gain in pure devotional service. Such service must be rendered to the Lord out of pure love of Godhead, which is lying dormant in every living being. As no one is taught how to laugh or cry or to begin sex life, as all these actions automatically come into being in due course, so also love of Godhead is spontaneous and nobody is required to learn it by some external agent. But as sex life or other similar spontaneous activities of a man are sometimes conspicuous by absence on account of a diseased condition of the body, such as impotency, etc. Similarly, due to the diseased condition of the living being, on account of long association with material energy, love of Godhead has to be awakened by practical and prescribed services. Such routine services will be discussed in due course. So far as the definition of pure devotional service is concerned, it is described here that such devotional service must be active. There is no place for mental speculative action in devotional service. Anushilanam means practical work. Such practical work is done in relation with the body, mind, and speech. And such practical work is done also in terms of initiative and obstructive tendencies. That practical work is done favorably and unfavorably. And there are so many sections and subsections of that practical way of thinking, feeling, and willing for the benefit of Krishna. The primary practical work in devotional service is to accept a practical spiritual master, both initiator and instructor, and inquire from him about all practical problems in the line of devotional service. The devotee, having followed the primary rules in this connection, will gradually develop an attachment and taste for the service. After this, an atmosphere of constant association for devotional service will be felt, and such temperament will help the devotee to rise up to the stage of fixed up position in rank. All these higher stages of devotional improvements will depend more or less on the merciful benediction of a superior devotee who is already himself engaged in transcendental loving service.
The word Krishna indicates the personality of Godhead with his unlimited expansions. The Lord expands himself in innumerable forms, such as Sri Ram, Sri Narsimha, Sri Varaha, and many other incarnations and beings of expansions. Some of them are mentioned in the scriptures, like the Bhagavat Purana, and all of them are Vishnu Tattva, and thus they are also on an equal footing and status with Krishna. In other words, the word Krishna includes all other expansions and incarnations of the personality of Godhead. The process of devotional service in the primary stage is the same as that of devotional service of Krishna or Vishnu or Narayan. In the higher stages of service, there is a difference of rasa, which we have already discussed in the beginning of this translation. In the critical differentiation of rasa study, there is specific transcendental difference of reciprocating the devotional service. But in essence, there is no difference between the service of Ram or Krishna. These particular differences will be taken up later on. Specific use of the word anukuyena is significant. This means that loving service of the Lord, and not just simple attachment for the Lord, is to be called devotional service. When the attachment is inimical, it is not called devotional service. The attachment of Kamsa with Krishna was from the opposite side of love, but there was indirect attachment for the Lord. That sort of attachment is not to be accepted as devotional service. The devotee must render service to the Lord, which is acceptable to him. The neophyte devotee must therefore take the shelter of a superior devotee who is already engaged in the service of the Lord under the direction of his spiritual master. The spiritual master is the via media between Krishna and the devotee. The order of the Lord is transmitted to the devotee through the medium of the spiritual master. Therefore, to accept the service of a bona fide spiritual master is the first thing to be done in the matter of devotional service. From the study of the Bhagavad Gita, which is directly spoken by the Lord, we can have a glimpse of our eternal relation with the Lord. It is said there clearly that the living entity must take to the service of the Lord, leaving aside all other engagements. There is further instruction in that book of knowledge that a man who preaches the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita is the most confidential servitor of the Lord. From this, it appears that the nature of the service which is acceptable to the Lord is generally engagement of a devotee constantly without any deviation in the service of the Lord. And that service, especially in this age of forgetfulness, is to educate people in the matter of God consciousness generally. The bona fide spiritual master can give direction to the neophyte devotee on the principles of the primary stages of devotional service of the Lord. If one has not developed the aptitude of loving service of the Lord by engaging himself 
under the direction of the spiritual master, one cannot make any progress whatsoever. The test of devotional service will also be discussed later on. Nobody can claim to have made any progress in devotional service without being tested by the symptoms. Srila Jiva Goswami says, when we speak of inviting the warrior, it does not mean we invite the weapons of the warrior. The warrior means always to be decorated or followed by his weapons. But the host does not mean to please the weapons, but the warrior himself. Similarly, we must know whether the Lord is satisfied by our service without being too much attached in the formulas. There are many who pass by the name of devotees, but when they are put in the acid test of genuine symptoms, generally they come to the class of mundaners. Lord Chaitanya says, the Krishna Prema, or a genuine love for the Lord, is the last word in the kingdom of devotional service. In the absence of such genuine love for Krishna, which is followed by the symptoms of detachment for mundane things, one cannot be certified. The word Anu suggests service of the Lord without any interval. He must be engaged in the service cent per cent and always. There must not be any interruption in such progress of devotional service. These are some of the symptoms of devotional service in reality. Besides these, there are other secondary symptoms, which are as follows. The devotee must be completely freed from all desires other than devotional service. That is the standard of first quality devotional service. Desires other than devotional service are many under the heading of karma, jnana, yoga, etc. Jnana, or knowledge, is generally accepted in the sense of monism or to become one with the supreme. When we say that devotional service must be untouched by jnana, we mean this philosophy of oneness. Otherwise, knowledge pertaining to the culture of devotional service has to be attained with full vigor. Without specific knowledge in the matter of pure devotional service, with reference to the context of Vedas, Puranas, Mahabharat, and Pancharatric regulations, no devotional service will stand bona fide. Any pretension of devotional service without knowledge of the above-mentioned scriptures is nothing but disturbance on that path. When we speak of karma detached from devotional service, we mean fruitive work, which are mentioned in the Smriti Shastras for obtaining elevation in material existence. Devotional service must be freed from such fruitive activities, but such work as is conducive to the development of devotional service must be cultured. Such work, which helps enlightenment of devotional service, must be cultured. The word adi is the sum total of all such non-devotional activities like yoga or unnecessary penances for sense gratification. Great kings like Ravan or Hiranyakashipu had undergone severe penances for many, many years just to obtain the temporary benefit of sense enjoyment. But ultimately, 
They could not protect themselves in spite of all these penances from the punishment imposed upon them by the personality of Godhead. The conclusion is that the culture of devotional service of the Lord must be restricted within the pure devotional activities only and nothing more whatsoever. Such activities are elaborately mentioned in the Bhagavatam and other scriptures. The Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is also within the category of those scriptures. So uh, thanks for your patience with me reading uh, that. <laughs> but we want to absorb our minds and our bodies in devotional practices as given in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Just like in the second verse uh, that we're discussing, Srila Narutam Das Thakur says, following the path displayed by the previous and the present Mahajans, great personalities. So, of course, Srila Rupa Goswami is one of those great personalities, and he's laid out these devotional practices in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So I think I'll leave this here, uh, as I haven't much else prepared, uh, like I say, because of circumstances. But if anyone would like to further discuss anything we've spoken today, then please feel free to ask questions, or if anyone has any comments to make, or clear up any mistakes I've made, and we'll try to unpack some more according to our understanding. Um, otherwise, we'll wrap up. But yeah, I guess there's only two two on the call today. <laughs> no pressure. Just check the YouTube. No. Okay. Well, um, thank you for being here. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of Kartik. And, um, and I guess, yeah, we got, we'll have some nice classes coming up next week also. Vanshakalpa Tarubhyas Cha, Kripa Sindhubhya Eva Cha, Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namo. Hare Krishna. Srimam Madam Mohan Ki Jai.